Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. This is fantastic. I've been having so much fun. Today's guest is Jeff Henderson. He is a gold medal winning long jumper. He's in a really cool dude from Arkansas, um, has a really, really great upbringing story. He's had some twists and some turns along the way. The dude is incredible. He's done some really, really interesting things. So I hope you guys will enjoy this episode of what he's been doing, what he will be doing, and how he's going to get ready for these games that are coming up 2020 soon. So thank you guys so much again for listening. I sincerely appreciate every single viewer and, and listener, audience member. It's been an absolute blast being able to do this over the last little while. So other than that, guys, I hope you have a wonderful episode. All right, today's special guest, another gold medalist. Man, I'm, I'm just in it today. Uh, gold medalist Jeff Henderson, USA Track and Field, won the gold medal 2016 long jump. Jeff was born February 19th, 1989 in McCallmont, Arkansas. I got it? Got it right. So, and the, the first <laughs> pronunciation didn't go as planned, and that's why it wasn't recorded. Um, Jeff is a and, uh, track and field star. His career started at Bloomin' High School, where he won multiple Arkansas uh, state championships. He holds the record for the Arkansas in Arkansas for the 100-meter dash, previously held the record for the triple jump, but not the long jump, which I'm definitely curious uh, to hear that story a little bit. Um, in college, Jeff's success continued with the NJCAA, uh, Division I 2008 Indoor Championships and Long Jump, 2008 Outdoor Championships and Long Jump, and the 100-meter dash, 2009 Outdoor Championships and Long Jump form, um, and 4 by 100 meter re, uh, relay at Heinz Community College. You're, you're smiling. Is, 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 it, is it annoying just hearing all the amazing uh, things that comes out? It's just uh, I, I never get tired of how long I've been there doing the go. sports. So it's just, oh, that's true. It's, it's, just, a- it's, it's, it's a surprise to my ear, you know? <laughs> yes, it's been a minute. And, and the best thing is I have like, two more sentences where I get to uh, just gush about your, about your, about your statistics a little bit more. So we have Jeff then transferred in 2013 to Stillman college where he earned all American honors. There we go. in uh, the NCAA division two outdoor championships by winning the 100 and the long jump. And he has since complete competed in multiple world championships, outdoor and indoor won the gold medal at the Pan American games. And finally gold medal at the 2016 Rio games, Jeff, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm out here in sunny San Diego, and I'm feeling great right now, man. Sunny San Diego. As I told you earlier, I'm trying to get my yeah. girlfriend to move out there, man. Yeah. Sunny and 75 every day. I just, I don't know why more people don't move there. I hear it's a little expensive, but I'll live a much less lifestyle yeah. to get that weather every day. Definitely. Besides it being very expensive, you can get past that. You'll have a happy, love, lovely life. Exactly. Money's not everything. No, it's not. And I'm sure the seafood out there is pretty great, too. Amazing. So here we go. Restaurants out here is this new and in 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 a hole and somewhere else is ducked off. It's like it's so, it's so good, man. I love it, man. Uh, one of these days, I'll move there. One of these days, maybe just for a couple, maybe just for the winter. That's what that's. I'm gonna start with that. Hopefully, she'll agree. Just for the winter, who who can complain? So. I mean, it's I like so. 20 degrees here. So anyway, oh, enough about me. This isn't about me, Jeff. This isn't about right. me. This is about right. you. You're the gold medalist. This is why you we got you on. Obviously, I have this little tiny intro, but something tells me you're way better at telling your story than I am. So if you don't mind, elaborate yeah. on some of these points. You grew up in Arkansas. Tell us about that. Getting uh, into track and field, all that stuff. Well, okay. I, I grew up in Arkansas, and uh, back then it was it was more of a, a go outside and play. I never we never stayed inside, played any video games. That's that's what generation is now. That's what generation is going on now. So you're always playing games, but I didn't have that mentality, or my parents never told me to play games. So me always told me to go outside and, and just. Be a, be a boy, you know, we mm-hmm. boys did. So uh, growing up that time, was, it was, it was kind of hard because I, I, I grew up in Little Rock and Little Rock was a bad area around, around that time. So it's a lot better now, but uh, it's just the kids are just, just getting being taught the, the wrong ways early. So, mm-hmm. but back then it was just we stayed outside all the time, play football outside in the snow or in the grass or there, there, was, there was no flag football. So it just, that was that whole life for me. But mostly just football. It was never was track at all. The track was more, just more. I just kind of just, just went went to it. Like I'll I'll give it a go, and I never just never really did like it because uh, no one really likes running that much. Because yep. you know it's just not made for anybody to run that much and actually like it. So that's that's my whole life in Arkansas. It's just this football, mm-hmm. being outside all day, playing friends. It's, it's, it had I had normal normal life as as a, as, a, as an Arkansas boy. Mm-hmm. 
I love it, man. And yeah, as to your point, I mean, running's punishment for every other sport, yeah. right? Like yeah. football, you do something wrong, you're running. For baseball, yeah. you do something wrong, you're exactly. running. Exactly. Or it is like you're doing it right. Keep running, keep going. Keep so running. I can see that. Right. Yeah, man. So, so the right thing was that when I went to football and uh, I ran track all year, it's like a, we did we did went sprints in the, on the football field. It, it wasn't a big thing. I, I can do it all day, but it doesn't mean I like doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just one, one of those things. Well, hey, man, it's taking me some pretty incredible places. So, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was totally worth it. I'm glad. So how long, how long did you did you play football in, in high school? How long did you play for? Um, I, play, I played all four years. Um, really? I, play, I played since I was like eight years old to all the way to high school. And so, honestly, in my eyes, I think I'm better at football than I was in track. I just never had the opportunity to, to, to do it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um so it's mostly football was my first passion. Track was more on the background. It was just my second passion too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty incredible. You're not the first uh, track star I've heard of that's played football um, and had. Yeah. So did you get any before we get into your track and field life? I'm a huge football junkie. So did you have any? Um, did you have any scholarships to potentially go and play football anywhere? Was there was there anything like that on the table? So so the reason the reason why this I'm telling you that, that too, but the reason that I, I had the opportunity to go play football anywhere else because being in Arkansas, sad to say they're stuck in their old times, you know. And uh um that's that's, that's one sad thing about it. And they're they're moving on to, you know, getting getting past that, but it is just it's gonna take a while for it to happen. So around that time I was coming out, it was still the same process of, you know, backtracking people, you know, and just leaving them where where they are and not moving on to college, whatever. So uh, it's, it's, it takes a while to me to get, get to, to notice that I feel it took me, it's, it was just too long. It took, it was too late for me to do it. You know what I mean? So, and, and so it was too late. It was, scholarships were already gone. And, and, and I had, I, I had to offer a partial to go to Arkansas University and it was already too late. So I, I, I couldn't, you can't do partial university like that. It's just too expensive. So we chose to go to track and field and chose to junior college to pay my, uh, my my tuition. So we chose that that option. So that kind of h- how it worked out. And then it worked out. It definitely worked out. Let's be yeah. honest about that. That's pretty incredible. Arkansas Razorback, that would have been pretty sweet. Um, yeah, definitely. Playing, playing there. Uh, that would have been SEC football, getting your bell rung every once in a while, maybe yeah. ringing someone else's. But exactly. and it, it is what it is. You, you definitely um, – Maybe maybe I don't know enough about track and field, but something tells me your body doesn't take as much of a, a toll um, mm-hmm. compared to what were you a wide receiver, safety, quarterback? Not at all. No, I, I was a wide receiver and a running back. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. So you got hit a couple times. Let's, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, so now yeah, now you don't have to get hit. You can just run and, and not yeah, have a fear. I, I, not have I, to I, fear. I, I definitely can, man. Definitely can. It's, Love man, it. I, t- I took a beating for sure, but I, th- I think you mostly just get used to to, to the pounding, man. It's just, mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's just a getting used to it. Once you get used to that, it becomes a whole lot easier. I believe so you get, it. Get hit and get, get, get right back up on our next play. And that's why you guys do that and I do this. And that's, that's <laughs> the way we're going to keep it, brother. That's the way we're going to keep it. Um, so you go to Heinz Community College. Shout out to Community College. That's where I went, graduated from myself. Right. What was um, – you obviously, as I stated enough, you won a considerable amount when you were there. At what point did you finally, like – like obviously in high school you were pretty dominant as well, but then you go to community college, bigger stage, um, better competition. At what point do you realize like, whoa, I'm actually pretty darn good at this. Potentially the Olympics are around the corner. Um, I was never really focused on the Olympics at all. It was just more of a, uh, just getting through school, mm-hmm. uh, trying trying to pass classes, trying to make it make it make it to, uh, to practice on time. It's like that's just that's normal track athlete or who athlete to do. Try to pass classes and go to practice on time. So that was my whole point of doing school. And I was never thought about going to USA Nationals or World Championships or going to Olympic Games. I was never thought about that. I never thought about that. Not one time. And if if it if it came to then it then it, it was. So I never know. I never knew how how that process went. You know, so I, I didn't. I didn't even really care for it. Then it's just um, I'm just competing, and and they would pay us to compete and and to go to meets and like put them and everything. But I didn't. I, was, I didn't. I didn't care for really uh, winning that much. I just want to compete really. Mm-hmm. And get better. Very cool. And you did a pretty darn good job at that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too bad. I mean, I don't need the, the it's a laundry list of uh, competitions you've won at this point. So we don't need to make you blush too much more. Not that anyone can, but I think you're fine there. Um, so then, so after 2009, 
what happened? Because clearly, you know, the 2012 Olympics were around the corner. I mm-hmm. see there's a little gap, um, you know, in your in your bio, right in that mm-hmm. in that spot. Mm-hmm. So what was what was going on? What were you thinking about? And was that you know you training for the 2012 Olympics? So right when that, that, that gap, uh, I, I went uh, I went home before I went home. I tried out for the football team there at Heinz Community College, but that didn't work out because you know they only have a certain amount of people on the team from out of state. So I, I didn't make that that team. So I had to go home and uh, just I did a semester at a, a community college to, uh, to transfer to you know, student college. But in between time, I was just I'm just training and it's working out really hard all by myself and we. Well, me and my cousin, of course, but I was just mostly just training, honestly. And I took care of my mom around that time, too. So it's, I wasn't doing anything, man. I was just mostly just running, doing hills, long hills, and, and weight is all I was doing. So the very next year, I went to a, a Stillman. I just became a, a better a better athlete and just, just a better person, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's phenomenal, man. That is absolutely phenomenal. And there, you won Division Two. Um you won some more there again. Don't need to go over it. If you need yeah, to yeah. go back to the beginning of the episode, you can listen yeah, to it over and over yeah, and over yeah, again. All, all um, over. Love it, man. And it's incredible. And you, and you just crushed it there. So then, so now it's 2013, you win multiple, like 2016, obviously is a few years away, but from talking with multiple Olympic athletes, that's the first quad, the second quad and getting ready. At what point did you realize like, I want to try out for the team or at what point did someone come up to you and say, Hey Jeff, you know, you'd probably be pretty good at this. Right. It was when uh, I was at, I was at Heinz, and he saw me. Al Jordan saw me at Heinz. He saw me do the long jump in the hundred, but not long jump in the sixty. It was indoor, and he saw me run. He told me the story. I, I didn't see him, of course. And um, we were. I was at Still Stillman, and he called my coach because he could. He couldn't call me because you know mm-hmm. relations. And um, and he said they will pay for me to come out there and uh, train. So I tell him, I said, I have no money. I have how I'm gonna get out there, where I'm gonna stay. Like I I, I didn't know the process of, of, of what's going on. So I was like, am I, am I gonna get paid? It's like no. So the coach that I was with, he said, I'm about to pay for my flight and my hotel. So in my head, I am not going because I can't pay for it. Mm-hmm. So um I said, No, I'm good. I, this is like years like in twenty um eleven or twelve, whatever, maybe thirteen. And uh, I said, I'm not going. I'm like, I can't pay for that. There's, there's no point in me going out there. Then the very next year, and I was, I was about to graduate, it's like, no, Jeff, like the coach called my dad, and my dad called me and said, you know, they're going to pay for the flight and the hotel and, and everything else. You got to just come out there and train and get ready for the, for the Olympics or the, the, whatever you want me to do. It's like, okay, cool. Like, they're paying for it. I'll definitely go. So I took two bags out there and I just went. And uh, that's kind of how, how it happened, you know. In, in between that time you know mm-hmm. that's crazy i mean that's a leap of faith <laughs> like, yeah, sounds like you had really no leap pun intended let me say yeah, that right, yeah, right off I, that. but like and it was just yeah it was definitely the faith i didn't know what was going to happen that's at, great at all. and you were just like hey let's yeah, hey if i don't have to pay for it i'm totally like yeah i can understand yeah. obviously being a college kid not making too much money you can't pay exactly. for a flight a hotel no. for however long and all that stuff no. so it makes sense that you couldn't go to the year prior um but it's yeah. awesome that you were able to go to the next year be able to meet um the, the coach you were talking about what was his name one more time i'm sorry uh al joiner and the coach at my, at my uh, college was uh coach good mm-hmm. uh ppr good he played football at alabama oh. There we go. That's a, another SEC school. Look, love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> love it, right. love it, love it. And so, so you're able to go out there. You go out there, and what's what's training like? Was it? Did you find out like when you got there what exactly you were gonna be doing? Did you have an idea when you were going out there? Because it sounds like you were just like, okay, I'll go out there and train. That sounds great. But did you know yeah, it was for the Olympics or anything? Um, actually, no. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they told us that they focus on uh, on the medals. It's so important to make sure you medal. But I just came out there and said, I said, I'll, the coach, I said, you want me to do whatever? I'll do what you want me to do. So I'm just going on what you want me to do. So where I come from, the school, like we always do everything on, on our own. You know, we never had no cold, cold mm-hmm. tub, ice tub or massage or doctors right on site. We didn't, have, we didn't have it. So we just went out there and did it on our own. And so they had everything here to, you know, for you to do so it's like i felt spoiled like you're gonna have all this and how, how can you not do well if you, you know have all this stuff so like it's like it's working like right with you so but so i get here and i run practice every day and i'm just doing everything you're telling me to do and it's right now it's easy because i'm doing a lot less running it's just mostly just technical stuff i'm doing 
And so he, he, tell, he tells me, he says, Jeff, just, are we doing this technical stuff? Everything you already did in college, you're not doing that. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I, I'm just going with it. So, mm-hmm. and the very, the very, the very year I came in, I, I just immediately started doing well. You know, it's just, no. Nah. And for one, for, for one, it's for any track athlete that goes from college to professional, it's hard to find that, uh, that, that middle that middle thing to, to trust in your coach and trust in the programming. And, and it's hard to, to transcend to being from college to professional and staying at that level all year round. It's hard to find that coach. Once you find that one, it's best to stay, stay with him and, and don't leave him because that's, that's how you're going to get paid. So and once I found that, found him and we just we started clicking very well and started doing well. They buried, they buried next year and jumped, jumping fast and jumping far and running fast. So it kind of just happened very quick for me, you know? That's awesome, man. I don't know, and I'll never know. I will, I will never know, but I love it. It's an awesome story. It's super cool, and I love the way you're telling it. It's just, so do you think because you went to community college, because you went to a D2 school, and obviously we're not trying to put down these schools or anything, of course. but like, do you, do you think by not having all the amenities, let's call it, by not having the same amount of um, – like coaching the the same amount that maybe you'd even get at a D one school that was able to help you. Like it was like almost like the whole time, you know, in baseball when you're like swinging with a donut on your bat to make it heavier and then you take it off and it feels way. Is that kind of the way it was like, like you felt like you were swinging with a donut the whole time and you come here and it's just like, wait, all I like, you're going to massage me. I'm going to have this coach. I'm going to get all this stuff. Did it just make it that much easier for you? Because obviously you were a fast dude and you could already jump. And as you said, you're just working on technical stuff. That's true. Yeah. it, being at a D2 or a junior college, it made me uh, uh, to say, I have to beat everybody. Like, I have, I have to be that dog. I have to be that person to beat everyone. I don't care, I don't care who you are or, or where you come from. I'm going to beat you no matter what. That's the mentality that I had going from the D2 or to a, to a small school. Even though I had offers coming out of my junior college to go to a D1 school. And actually, I actually signed with Mississippi State and other schools, but that never actually happened because me and the coach never got along stop up in heads and this never you know happened so but i think that uh, it definitely it definitely spoiled me and say if i can do well at, at, at having nothing and i can do way better at having something and so that's 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 the mentality that i had coming from a d2 d2 school a uh, way smaller school and we didn't have anything really i had a track so that's just uh if i can win here i know i, I know i could win somewhere else absolutely and it happened man and it happened multiple yeah, times yeah. and i love yeah. it and that's that's mm-hmm. too crazy i mean so like what what was that then like for you when you got there and you did have all the massages you were talking about before and the nutrition and the coaching? I know you spoke mm-hmm. very highly of your coach and you said when you find him, keep him. But like how, and, and you even said quickly you were able to kind of improve. But why was that, I guess? what What's like the biggest factor behind you being able to go from a community college D2 athlete to then, you know, potentially on the world stage, you know, in a very quick turnaround? You have to you have to throw out your, your brain and leave, leave it at home, and you have to whatever you learned in college or 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 uh, whatever your last coach don't bring it to your, your new coach like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever is past leave it there and and you have to just focus on you your coach and what you what you've been practicing on that's mostly what, I, what I've been doing so when when I'm at the track I I, I leave all the thinking at home like just, just the body already knows knows what to do just just let let it happen. And that's mostly that's mostly what it is. It's as simple as that. Like if you can't overthink it, because you overthink it, you already lost. Mm-hmm. And, and what we always say is that if you keep doing what you're doing, be doing all year round, and and nothing's changing, you still win. Why change it? Just keep keep it the same way. So it's but people get messed up. They all messed up. They want to change. They want to change coaches. Want to change their rhythm. Why are you changing it if you still if you're still doing good? You're still getting better each year. And the whole point is do well at the right time, not all the time. So mm-hmm. that's that's the whole point of it. Is that is that frustrating for some track athletes? And obviously, we'll get to the rest of your story. But like knowing that, like there is this small window of time. Like, what if you're peaking in a non-Olympic year and you're just absolutely crushing everybody, and then two years later you're just off your game? Does that does does that happen to a lot of people? Has that happened to you? Is it just really frustrating? I guess it's it's happened to a lot, and that that affects the injuries. You know, injuries can can affect that too. It's very frustrating for anybody. Honestly, it just just happens to to most athletes. You know, and some people some people can 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 get gauged that too. They have it on during the off year or they have it during the right time. It's just one one of those times. It's very frustrating for any athlete. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. Oh, I'm sure. But like with specifically with track, I mean, obviously every year you guys have mm-hmm. championships and everything, but of course you guys are most noticed, let's be honest, on the world stage when it's in the Olympics. So, yeah. you know, as I was saying, like if you're, you're, you're peaking the year before and then you, 
you don't even right. make the Olympics or something like that. I right. can see that being just extremely frustrating. Um, you know, not just for for anybody, obviously in any sport, but specifically right. for Olympic style or, or Olympic specific sports when that's right. when you guys make your money. I mean, that's right. when you guys mm-hmm. make your, uh, you, you know, that's when you get the most attention. That's the most eyeballs. And unfortunately, I mean, it happens. It sounds like has that, has that happened to you or is that hopefully, you know, something that um, you you and your coach have been able to kind of, avoid or at least time at the right um, times as you were saying we've been trying uh, our, our whole point is focused on the, the, the big stages we, we never care about these small stages so we are I'm, i've been able to do well at each big big stage some some stages that i've been hurt at, at, at times so i just like ah, it's not my fault i'm just hurt um i don't think i don't think it's uh it's just so some coaches are you know focus on keeping keeping well at all year round and sometimes that's just not well for them to do do well because sometimes your body breaks down mm-hmm. i think after competing at a high level i'm picking at high levels for, for, for that for that six seven months and your body just deteriorates from uh, doing this so I'm, I'm i'm thankful to have not have had a problem but uh i i i, I can't think for everybody you know no, absolutely, man. And I'll knock on all the wood that you need me to knock on. Don't yeah, worry. We'll, yeah, we'll, keep it that way. <laughs> we'll keep it that way, brother. I love it. Um, so go after college, you start training, um, new coach, new uh, training center, obviously. And then you start, obviously, as you said, you started increasing very quickly. You're then starting to go to some world championships, indoor and outdoor. What was mm-hmm. that like? What was your first one like that just on the world stage, essentially, and then just being able to show the rest of the the track and the, the long jump community specifically what you're made of and how, you know, this kid that went to a D2 school, this kid that went to, you know, born in Arkansas, went to a community college, look what mm-hmm. I can do and look where I've come from. What was it like the first, uh, it was, um, it was shocking to me. I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, my first mistake was just trying to do something different. And um, like you learn from mistakes. Like that's why I say I think any it's, it's good for any athlete that's starting up to go to the big stages to learn early and not do the mistakes later on. Um, but for me, I was I was just mostly just nervous and mm-hmm. I want I want to do well so bad, but I, I but I didn't. So uh, that that taught me a lot. That um, just taught me a lot. Period. Um, it taught me too that that uh, I, I I hate indoor. Period. <laughs> and it taught, it taught me that uh, that uh, I, I can't do indoor because seasons the train is not long enough for, for us because we start so late to train. You know, indoor is not it's not enough time for me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, so we decided not to indoor anymore after that. So yeah, so I was just mostly just nervous, man. So I got home. I was like, okay, I did that. I want to move on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you broke your first rule of, you know, if, if it's working, just keep doing it. And yeah, it sounds like yeah, you tried to do yeah. something completely different. And would you yeah. look at that? Is that where you really learned that from? Is yeah, that kind of the, the first exactly, time realizing? Exactly where I learned it from. Look at that. Hey, then the, the, the first one, we'll call it a throwaway. And then you got yeah. multiple others under your belt. You've yeah. done pretty, pretty amazing since in, in a lot of these. And, um, and then the first, I guess, would you consider the first real big accomplishment, the Pan American Games? Winning the gold medal there? Uh, for me, no, not really. It, really? It, it'd, be, it'd be more, more just a, uh, a meet in between the world championships that, that uh, I just wanted to do. And uh, yeah. the first big competition was that I won my first USA national championship. That, mm-hmm. was, my, that was big for me because uh, I wanted to win it for myself. Mm-hmm. And not, not just me, for my coach too. So And for the group that we had at the time. And so it's, it was after that, after I won, I said, okay, now, now, now I, can, I can compete, have fun, do, do, do what I want, compete right where I want to compete at, and not, just not worry about the money, and it'll, it'll come, and eventually it did, but it's, it took a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. No, it's a, it's difficult. It's not an easy life. You guys deserve. Uh, you guys definitely deserve what more than what you get. Um, so there's that. That's something we'll get to in a minute. Don't worry. Um, so then let's. So, so you win there at the indoor. Uh, the the U.S. Championships. Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. That sure. that that kind of um, does that propel you in your like? Does that then bring you to I guess another level, knowing that you've won, that you're on um, pretty much the highest possible stage in the United States, especially on a track and field program that's one of i've been told one of the hardest things to become a part of yeah it definitely was um after winning that um it, it was mostly uh i wanted to compete more and push myself to jump farther and, and be, 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 the, be, be at the top and once i went to pandem american games it was uh it was a beautiful track in toronto i had, I had a blast there by the way great food and um <laughs> and uh, me and my coach was there and the first up, 
like I said, once you jump, once you get on the runway, you have to put your brain to a side and, and not think. And once I did that, it became it became more fun. So, and uh, of course, I had competitors that were pushing. Marquise Goodwin, and he was there. My teammate, we, we had a, a blast, and uh, I was just so much fun. I would definitely go back and do it all over again. But that competition just, just propelled me to the the very next competition was Beijing for championships, and and just I just wanted to compete and just win. Sometimes I get to overthinking and want to kill everybody on my first jump, and that's the worst thing I ever could do in my life. It just try to kill everybody on first jump, and and I want to just I should just relax and just do the same thing I did at Pan Ams. But it, it happens to the best athletes in the world, man. It's, it's happened, it happened to me too many times. It happens, and it just seems like you keep breaking your own rule, man. You're telling me yeah, how, how to live man. my life, and you're yeah, just breaking your yeah. own rule. You're killing me, yeah. now. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So after that, man. Uh, 15, uh, it broke me down completely, like completely. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I was about to sign with these at that time and, and uh, I didn't do it for some reason. Um, went home and we talked about it. And the coach was like, you go home, relax, um, with to talk about training later later on. So I started training on, on, on my own time, you know, go back to it when, when, when I want to. It's just, it's just, you know, 16 was a that's why I was so, it was so successful in 16 because I, I didn't think about it as an Olympic year. I just wanted to compete and beat everything and and do what I've been training for. So um, that's probably why I wasn't so, so really happy in the Olympic year because I was just ready to compete for the, for the, next, for the next competition. So it was just like, like a blur, man. Like, seriously, it's like a big, a big blur. Yeah, absolutely. So um, explain to us the qualifying process and how exactly it works, because obviously we know you went to the games in 2016 and you won gold in long jump. How, what, were the quali- what was the qualifying process like? How do you make sure that you're in that field, especially considering some of the things that happened in, in 15, it sounds like, uh, with especially at Beijing, as you were talk- just talking about? So the qualifying for, for the limit trials? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same process every year. Um, they uh, have yeah, but uh, what well now is this is just a one standard. It used to be A and B standard, and now that um you hit like a eight, well I'm gonna say I said meters, you hit twenty twenty six feet, twenty six ten, whatever, whatever it is. Once you hit that mark, you just just uh, go online and use org and and uh, and uh, put your put your put your times in and declare it, and you can you can go, you can go to the USA trials. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. That is pretty simple, actually. Yeah. Maybe. No, I probably also won't be able to do it. <laughs> um, so then, so you're at the USA Trials. What um, is it? The top? How how many athletes are we allowed to take, or is each country allowed to take in the long jump? Three, three. Okay, and you? I'm assuming. What? Uh, so at the trials, where did you where did you place at the at the trials? Uh, first, you did place first. Would you look yeah. at that? Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. So then you're you're qualified for the Olympics. You qualify for your first one. What was that like? What was that emotion like? It seemed like you were pretty geared and pretty set to become like it seems from an outside perspective that you were going to go especially with all the the information at hand but did you have how confident were you how much pressure did you feel and then what was it like when you finally did you know qualify for the olympics um the the, i was i was very confident in what i had because of when i got there uh, i didn't check my bag at all and not knowing that i forgot my spikes and and I said, I told Al, I told my teammates, I forgot my spikes. He was sending spikes. So I, I called the sponsor to the same spikes. They didn't have anything. So I had to jump in sprint spikes. So uh, I get there, I'm in sprint spikes. I said, I, I don't care what I have. I'm, 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 I'm going to make the team. And I was just that confident in myself because I, I put too much work in to, to not make this team. And so, so big, I won it with 2082. And, and it just became a big, a big, uh, what off my back is okay. I made it. So now, now that's time to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wasn't really crying. I wasn't really emotional. I was like, all right, hold this flag, run around, get a flag to whoever, and go 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 go, go get three or three for go to the Rio. It's more just quick, fast, and easy. That's crazy. But that that competition was more hard, more harder. It was, it was harder there than it was at the Olympic Games because because mm-hmm. there was some people at, at that at that track that competition that jumped 27 feet 28 feet 26 feet and, and didn't make the team so it's like it's a blessing that i made the team and you know i won but the whole competition was was stacked and mm-hmm. unbelievable if, to, to even watch oh i'm be in it for sure that's yeah it's incredible i mean especially like considering like it sounds like we would have uh 
we would have almost swept everything if we were allowed to bring, you know, all our top athletes yeah, in and everything. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I don't want to say it's unfair, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely um, a little unfair, I guess. But yeah, so, it it sounds like, so did your, did you like how much so you won without your spikes? How much, how much did your teammates hate that? How much did they just be like, man, what are you like? What are you doing? What kind of water are you drinking? Like, what's going on? How are you able to do this? You don't even have the right equipment and you're still crushing all of us. Like, is that just like the ultimate bragging rights for the rest of your life? Uh, I don't really brag. So people know I don't brag at all, but it was mostly uh, just, you know, it just happened. They were asking something spikes. I was like, yeah, I had to, I have no spikes. And some, some guys said, give me his, but they, they were Nike. So I, I couldn't wear those. So mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I, I, I figured it out. Don't, no, no worries. So we, we, we did a couple of run throughs and it just happened. So then the very next year, like they start, uh, they just start making me a spike, a sprint spike that it had like a custom uh, mold to it, like, like a jump, jump spike. So they made that for me. And the next year I see people jumping in sprint spikes. So I was like, wow. I, mean, I I did that. <laughs> so it's like people actually they they actually give it a try, but it's it's not really bad to jump in sprint spikes because if uh, if you're a speed jumper or whatever, if you run off the right way, you definitely won't fall. Mm-hmm. You got to stretch, stretch your body that you run, run off of it, so they're trying to jump off of it. So it's two different things. That's crazy, man. That's just too funny. And you get your own shoe out of it. Um, yeah. or a completely different shoe that people are not trying to use. That, that's yeah. cool. So, hey, that's look at true. that. Not only right. did you win, now you get a shoe out of it. Uh, right. The next LeBron James, watch yourself. I love it. Uh, right. Too right. funny, right. man. Right. So, you qualify for the Olympic Games. Seems like you're a pretty humble dude. So, I'm not too surprised about the not, not so much bragging part. But then, you know, you, you get there. What was the opening ceremonies like? What was it like just being in the village with all the other athletes and, and being able to hang out with, obviously, some of the greatest athletes in the world? Of course. Um, well, we didn't live village. Um, and it wasn't really bad, man. Like um, we had our own building, of course, and uh, we, I, I, we, I ate mostly at the casual dinner dinner because it was mostly small and they had great food there, and uh, it was awesome food. But I think the cafeteria was just too packed. It was just too much going on around. Uh, I'm more more of a uh, to myself kind of guy, so. Uh, I ate there most of the time. I ate and they had uh, food for us and in the building for us athletes and our own uh, casual dining thing inside the building. So that's mostly where I was at. Um, I met some athletes and uh, some swimmers, all that stuff. But you no, know, everyone was on, on a mission to do their, their events. So, mm-hmm. but at the open ceremony, it was, it was amazing. Like um, I had a ball, man. I met, met a lot of great athletes there the basketball team Serena Williams everybody was there it was definitely fun to see them and and compete whatever so uh I would I would I always remember that moment for the rest of my life but that's 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 just incredible I love hearing everyone's story about it because obviously like just getting to meet all the athletes hang out there get to to represent your country walk through the door I hear from the the village to the actual opening ceremony it's a pretty long walk I've been told a couple times it takes a little while Um, (laughs) which is funny Right, it is like the the ceremony I went. I went for the ceremony, but I I, I just say the whole time because it was so long. I was like, yo, I I I can't stay here so long. This is just too much. My feet are hurting. I'm getting blisters. Just like, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm just gonna leave. And it's kind of kind of how they went. Yeah, some people stayed the whole time, and yeah, I just couldn't do it. Just it was it was it was like almost like four or five hours of just walking and standing. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Especially being a track athlete, I could understand yeah. that. Like, hey, yeah. man, you 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 came here for on a mission, so let's uh, you know you miss yeah. opening ceremonies, you miss opening ceremonies. Yeah, it's exactly. not the worst thing that ever happened. It's not the, it's not the worst thing. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. it worked, man. So, so take me through your time at the Olympics. Was there um, when did your event actually go off? Like, did you have a little bit of time to to hang out and and meet with people? Was there a lot of training beforehand? Were you was your event one of the first ones? How did that? How did the timing uh-huh. work out? My event was kind of in the middle, uh, so I had time to go through open ceremony and relax and get off my feet. So for us, it's like like it's not it's not really you can do in between because we already did the work already. So it's more just perfecting what you already been doing. So um, for me, I was mostly just in in, in a room playing a game, uh, eating Smucker's peanut butter sandwiches, and that's all, that's all I was doing and drinking water. So it's, <laughs> that, that that was my whole week, well, whole two weeks. And that's all, that's all I did, man. But uh, there were people out there training like that. But I just, I just more was just, I was ready to compete that, that day. And once I did out there, I, I did my job. Absolutely, you did, sir. Was there, yeah. was there like any 
anxiousness? I mean, it sounds like you were, you were hanging out, you were chilling, you're having a good time, but just yeah. like getting there, it's like a lot of like, hurry up and wait. Like you, you got to get there. You got to get there. You got to do all this stuff. And now you have to wait for a week. Like, is that, was that frustrating? Obviously it didn't throw you off your game. So that's good. But like, yeah. what was, was it just kind of annoying? Like, as you said, you're ready to compete the first day. It would have been kind of nice to just get it out of the way. Right. Right. Well, then, uh, I wasn't really anxious or, or, or uh, ready to compete or it was more just, I'm ready whenever the time is ready. Mm-hmm. So we like we already knew when what day we completed. And yeah. After. So um, I go there and I say, okay, I have. So a couple days before, I go 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 to my room and study like my tape and go for my jumps and go for other people's jumps. Not comp- competitors like uh, like Mike Mike Powell or Carl Lewis. I go up with theirs and see what I, I can perfect. Or I go with my coach see like I can perfect whatever. But that's mostly what I do. Days days coming up to it. But a weekend, I'm I'm out walking somewhere else, or eating somewhere else, or you know, talking somewhere else, or you know, I'm doing something different. But most likely, I'm not really too stressed about it. He can't mm-hmm. really, can't be stressed about it that much. As you've been saying, like, keep take your head, take yeah. your brain, put it off to the yeah. side, and don't Stop even worry about it. Don't, don't think gonna, about it. Exactly. It's only gonna ruin it. I love it, man. So sure. surprise, we've only said it a couple times. You won the gold medal. With mm-hmm. a crazy jump, I've watched it a couple times now. Obviously, I watched it when it was happening. I don't remember if it was live or if it was after, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, cool. it, it was it was incredible to see you do it. I mean, now you know you can consider yourself. I mean, other just a couple other gold gold medal um, long jumpers. We have Carl Lewis and we have Jesse Owens. Just a couple guys. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but yeah, of they're, they're pretty impressive. I've heard. So, what's it like knowing that you're now in like? a long line of some of the most incredible, you know, track athletes that we've ever had in the United States here, man. Uh, it, it feels, it feels unbelievable, man, to be known as one, one of the people that went and go medal with, with them on, on, on that level. Uh, something I don't really think about, honestly, it's like, into this we won't bring it up. Sometimes I forget that I'm a gold medalist, but it's like, what's up, gold medalist? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about me. But sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just forget that, you know, cause, cause I've been, each year is different, so I want to be better next year. So it's like, ah, uh, when I hear it, I, I'm like, wow, you're right. I'm I'm on that level, but I don't really think about it that much because I just want to be a better, better than, than that person, you know? Mm-hmm. No, nah, man, it's just it's incredible how humble you are. I think it's really really yeah. impressive for as much as you've won. I mean, clearly, it's a testament to uh, you you being really true to yourself and just saying, I just want to keep getting better because there's always a possibility that you can get better. So you got gold medal this time around and, you know, we're crossing our fingers for gold medal next time around. But what was, you You won it, man. You won it. You had to have, what kind of, you had to have felt some emotions then. I mean, I can understand that the Olympic trials and the USA trials. Okay, cool. I did my job, but you won it. You culminated your journey with like the only thing you could really um, culminate it with was a gold medal at the Olympic 2016 Olympic games. What was that like? What was that feeling like? Was there, as we said before, weight pressure on your shoulders? Was it pure, pure excitement? Did you just lay down and finally be able to sleep for once? Like how, how did it all work out? So, all right. So the, the reason that, uh, uh, well, I'm asking both, both questions. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm humble because I went to my mom a long, long time ago. My mom has Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. She, yeah, yeah. She had it when I was when I was eighteen, and uh, um, that's the reason why I'm so humble because anything can happen to you when you're young. So that's that's the most reason why I'm first person the way, way I am. So I have four sisters and one brother, and and um, seeing what happened to them, uh, it made me not do what what they did. So and so after you know before going to Rio, it was more of a just do everything to make sure that I do everything I have to do to compete in at my best and and do it for do it for my family, do it for my, my mom. So so after I won, I just like my, my sisters were there too. And um I just got got my flag and I just sat down and I, I was I was tired from running around so much. And I sat down and just I was like, oh this is finally finally over. I can just relax and and just and be me, man. Eat, eat, eat what what, what I want to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, that, that, that is the most stressful part. Is I can't can't eat what you want. Eat what you love, man. Mm-hmm. And but it's sacrifices that you have to make to be be, be a better better athlete and better person. So. 100%. And I'm sure that Southern food down there in Arkansas, you were missing some of that, all that comfort <laughs> food too, man. So I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, you've got to come home, have a nice little barbecue for yourself and get to eat all up right. all that food that you might not have been able to eat for that so long. So I mean, right. again, congratulations. I think it's just amazing right. that I get the opportunity to talk to you. I appreciate you so much being able to come on, tell your story a little bit to us. We think it's just so cool. And I mean, again, you're, you're in the same sentence as Carl Lewis and 
Jesse Owens. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And I hope you, I hope you really do realize, and, and I understand you're still on a mission. It's very clear by the way you're talking that 2016 was just the first, you know, yeah, that, that's, first. it's not, there's, there's another one, 2022 or 2020 is right around the corner. So, you know, that was the first. And once, once we get past that, we can sit back down, go back to Arkansas, maybe eat some of that nice, delicious food that you love so much. Maybe, and maybe, and maybe. then, and maybe. then uh, get hop back right on the horse and get ready for 2024. But so, um, Tell me a little bit, I guess, about your training for 2020, what you got going on. I mean, you're, we're in the thick of it now. It's coming up. It's less than two years right, away right, um, right. at the time of recording. So what what have you been doing? What have you been making sure, I guess, nutrition-wise, training-wise, all this stuff? You get the beautiful weather, so you can't tell me you can't go outside. Um, you know, so so what's uh, what's it all like? What's the, uh, what's the training regimen, I guess, of a, a gold medal athlete trying to win a second? So the main process of uh, doing it all over again, just, just re- relieve all, all the uh, – conflicts or you know uh people or or just deceiving you or you know all the pressure on your body on your mind you gotta get get rid of of all those people friends or family it can be anybody and just pressure anything payments yeah get rid of all that stuff to just focus on just one thing and just jumping or running or whatever and that's that's mostly how i'm what i'm doing now is getting rid of like you know certain debts and certain people so I have my life so I can just focus on one thing and that's what I'm doing now so now it's just I'm, I'm healthy now and now it's just focus on the next two years this off season is going to be more 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 stressful this year it wasn't so bad because the off year nobody cares about that so now it's just focus on next year it's, it's more, more 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 running more pounding it's just going to get back to being more, more powerful mm-hmm. That's, that's, right the that's the process of it, man. Trust the process. I'm not a Philadelphia Sixers fan, but I believe in that. <laughs> I definitely trust the process. Yeah. Figure out what you got to do um, and uh, just do it, man. As you said, put your brain to the side, not worry about it, and just I'm keep going. Man. Just keep exactly. going. And if it works, and if it works, don't fix it, right? If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix don't, it. Don't fix it. Don't fix it at all. So you can make it worse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, you can't you can't do too much better other than two time. Um, yeah. So you know, hopefully, we'll be rooting for you, man. We promise you that. Um, yeah. So last thing I do want to talk about is the. Um, and then I try and bring this up a lot of the times with uh, many of the uh, Olympic athletes that's, mm-hmm. that we have on, especially ones that have been to the games, um, the monetary aspects of it. Now, obviously, in a sport like track and field, um, I don't know specifically about long jump, but I do know the the 100, the 200, those athletes usually get a little bit more publicity. They get a little bit more, um, I guess, sponsorship-wise. That's kind of seems to be what the, the consensus is or what I've learned and what I've heard. What is it like in long jump? Uh, I mean, obviously, as you said, you're not running with Nike. We're running with Adidas, so that's, that's pretty cool. You got your own shoe. That's obviously pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But what is it like monetarily-wise and monetarily speaking to, especially in the beginning, Make sure that you're you're making enough money to do all the things that you need to do to be the best athlete that you can possibly be. Oh man, so many stuff to that. Uh, hey, we got. I mean, if you got the time, I got the time, man. We can record <laughs> going all day. I think is that uh, it's, it's it's a really a shame that uh, that uh, we don't get paid as much as sprinters do. Um, some 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 of us do, but not many. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm. I'm grateful and blessed that I'm paying the money I have now. I I I didn't start at a, at a big contract when I was coming coming out, so I'm thankful for that. But you know, it's very stressful that to to know you're at the highest level of your event and not get appreciated from your own state or company or whatever the case may be. And and it's it's it's, it's even more sad that our own, own government don't know really sponsors like like that. And you see all the other countries that sponsor their own athletes and pay them out of their you know government from from their own government money to pay them to compete. So, and we don't get paid anything. So it's uh, it's, it's very stressful and demeaning to me because I feel like I'm doing this all this to to to, to make make a living and doing it for the country and I'm, I'm getting spared on. It. So, um, I, th- I think that the athletes. Top athletes deserve more, definitely. I I I think you think that. No, I hundred percent, man. That's again, that's just one of the 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 topics that I like to bring up because I do believe for the amount of the energy, blood, sweat, tears, money that yeah. you guys put into it. I mean, from a governmental standpoint, we don't need to get too political, but I agree. There's yeah. definitely there's still okay. some there, there's there's a way that um we can reimburse you guys for all the energy and the time and and really representing right. our country. Um, exactly. Because the the frustrating thing is 
you really only notice once every four years from a majority of the company. Most Olympic athletes are only really noticed once every four years, but it's not like those other three years, nine months, three years, 10 months, you're not doing anything. It's right. not like you're just sitting there. It's, it's you know, the yeah. whole picture of the iceberg where you've got the top of the iceberg, you see the success, but you don't see the entire work that went into yeah. it. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's very frustrating and that's, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to change the world a little bit, man, and be able to, to get you guys a couple extra dollars. That's my goal. So, um, but, but, uh, Hey man, cross your fingers and then hey, hey, knock on wood for me. I knocked on some wood for you. Knock I got you, I got you. It, it, got it all you, works man. out. Um, but so like, I guess your experience, particularly, you said you got a you got a relatively good contract coming out. Um, again, I think you deserve more than you get, but that's 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 neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. what is it? What is it like? I mean, you have friends on the team. You have friends on the team that I'm sure were unable to, or friends that were unable to make the team. What's it like for someone that's like struggling a little bit, especially if the government's not giving you too much money? I mean, you're a gold medal athlete. I'm hoping that they're putting more um, into you than they are others, or at least I'm expecting they are. Right, but, but what's it like for <laughs> what's it like for some of the other athletes, and and maybe even less publicized sports like long jump like you know what what do they have to do what are what are some of the struggle stories that you've seen that um have come from some of your friends over there as as in, as in the same sport track and field uh, same sport yeah track and field i mean that's where you are so yeah we'll we'll, we'll roll a track and field i'm gonna say uh i, I see i mean, i see them struggle uh financially and and when i not competing well on the track um it's not, it's not much i can say it's, i can try to help them as much as i can but if I want to help them or anybody else, I want to see how they're you know they're working on the track and off the track because mm-hmm. it's they it, both play a big part of being successful on the track. So if if I see those those two on the same track and they're not doing too much off the track, not out drinking all night, not sleeping, not smoking, whatever, and they're doing that, then they deserve the help that they that they get. And some sometimes it's not. Some athlete people just don't, don't have it, you know. It's mm-hmm. not their fault. They just don't have it, and it's so many aspects can happen. The coaches cannot believe in them, or they give them some buku workout. You know, it could be anything. It's but you never really know like what's what's going to happen with the athlete or the coach. So it's, and some 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 athletes are you know they have the back the back, the, the team behind them to back them up, and and they still don't do well. So it's like, what do you do then? You know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to for safe for, for for both sides. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's not an easy situation, especially to see something like that happen. And as you said, yeah. some just don't have it. I mean, don't you're literally it. one of the best athletes in the world at something, Jeff. I want you to remember that. <laughs> not everybody is as good as you in anything, really. So I, I just think it's incredible. So, and then I guess one more question before um, before we we close this out. So you you know, obviously, we're talking about how you you know grew up in um, maybe not the nicest part of Arkansas. So that kind of grizzled you a little bit got you a little bit tougher you then were able to to crush it in in uh high school you were able to win a lot in the uh, for arkansas or for for yourself in the state you went to uh community college where you went to double a or uh nc uh, division two um and then you made that giant leap out to if i'm not mistaken you said you went out to california and you were able to start training and doing everything there when you then got your first contract when you then started really getting money to compete did you see yourself advance another level whether it be for the equipment whether it be for the nutrition the recovery anything along those lines was that like another extra jump that you can make once you had obtained some of the money to be able to kind of push yourself up a little bit higher uh of course when i I started making a little bit of money i was happy i was happy happy with that yeah man i'm getting paid i might pay anything now so now it's like uh how can i make myself better and uh so I talked to the coach up again, and he, you know, he coached Flojo. I said, how can I be as good as her, you know? So she told me everything she did. I was like, okay, I'm starting doing that. I started juicing every day. I started uh, going to sleep early. So that, that's, that's, that small stuff made me a better athlete. It made mm-hmm. me compete a whole lot better. And so we always say the small things make a big difference, and, and they definitely did, because I, I always trained well and trained hard and did massages when I, when I was here. And I still do now, but it's just like I, I never was a good at you no know, going to sleep at the right time or or uh, eating juices or eat, just drinking juices or you know doing eating the right things. So as I started doing that and stopped eating around around like seven or eight and just you know eating water past that and it became you can just tell the body start changing and it just became a whole lot easier to do the things that I, that I want to do in practice and do at track meet. So it became a whole lot easier for whew, so a whole lot easier. 
That is awesome, man. And I mean, especially at the level you're at, it's the small things that are going to change it, right? It's not everyone's training hard. Everyone's doing everything that they possibly can. It's all those little extracurricular things that are really going to, you know, give you that extra inch, that extra centimeter in certain Mm -hmm. cases and really uh, put you ahead. Um, So this is the last question. I promise I'll let you go. After you win, I'm crossing your finger. I'm crossing my fingers. You're going to win the gold medal in 2020 coming up. Where's the first restaurant you're going to go to and what are you going to eat? You seem like a food kind of guy, so I wanna I wanna know what you're what you're what you're gonna be munching on. In San Diego or in anywhere? Let's do uh, let's do anywhere. Wherever wherever you're gonna be after the games, you're gonna come here, United States somewhere, and you're like I I, I wanna I, I need to go eat here because I want this. Man, it probably has to be Texas Roadhouse, man. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, dude. Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. That is phenomenal. Yeah. How big a steak do you usually get? I get the filet mignon. Oh, okay. Yeah, eight eight, eight ounce. Oh, okay, okay. Then that's a ni- nice and uh, yeah, modest. Nice, yeah, nice, nice, nice size. It's, I like because it, it just tastes so good. It cooks so well, and I love steak, but I can't eat as much when I'm training. So I mean, exactly, uh, exactly, man. So you can after after the Olympics, I'm sure you'll you'll be able to eat a couple. So I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think I'm, I'm gonna get a football to go too, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah, because you know I I'm I, I I did it football in sixteen, mm-hmm. and um. I went to Kansas City uh, Chiefs uh, uh, camp mm-hmm. uh, for like four days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, days. dude. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I lived there for like four days. I was, I was supposed to go to the Ra- Raiders camp, but I couldn't make that camp because uh, I had to go to, to Shanghai. And um, so I went to Kansas City camp and uh, they came ahead for, to give me a tryout. So they flew me out there. I was there for like four days and and uh, I, I had to make a choice to stay there or leave. So. That's that's unfortunate, but hey, man, we're, um, yeah. I guess if, if there was one team that maybe you would want to listen to this to hear that you're going to potentially make a make a little shot, who, what would that team be? Cowboys. Cowboys? Cowboys or the Rams. Oh, the Rams. Okay, cool. I could, I could be down with the Rams. I'm a Giants fan, so New York Giants. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they can try it out. That'd be pretty cool, too. I wouldn't be too angry about it, but hey, man. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> really, any team. Exactly, exactly. If you had your choice, I respect that, though. America's team. I, I understand, especially being down there. Arkansas, you got uh, Jerry Jones when it was the Razorback, that whole thing. So that's pretty cool, too. So yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Awesome. Well, exactly. Jeff Henderson. U.S. track and field, long jump, gold medalist of the 2016 Rio Games. Looking ahead to the 2020 Games, we're crossing our fingers for you, man. Thank you so much. Sincerely appreciate the story. It was a blast. Got to learn about you. Got to learn about what you're doing and what it takes to be a, I mean, a gold medal athlete. So I really appreciate your time today, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode of Our Athletes. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys are getting something out of it. I truly believe that for the amount of time, energy, blood, sweat, tears our athletes are putting into trying to be elite athletes and representing our country on the highest possible level, we don't give them nearly enough recognition. So um, this is my little way of giving back. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I hope you guys get something out of it, a little inspiration, maybe some fun, some interesting stories. Everybody likes a good story. So um, as you've heard in this episode and in many of the other ones, these athletes are going through incredible things to be able to represent us. And I think it's amazing on their part and we sincerely appreciate it so thank you guys if you could rate comment share subscribe do whatever you have to do tell all your friends about it because i do think um that we deserve to show our athletes a little bit more so thank you guys so much and i hope you have a wonderful day